the dignity of all people made male and female in God's image to love, be holy and care for creation, yet corrupted by sin which incurs divine wrath and judgment. The incarnation of God's eternal Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary, truly divine and truly human, yet without sin. Good morning, this is the blog uh, podcast for Lent and it's the 11th of March and today we're looking at humanity and the God-man. Being human in a God-shaped world was one of our recent sermon series. I'm not sure we answered the question fully, nor could we, but we explored many aspects of the human condition, both good and bad. As we continue this Lent series, looking at the fundamentals of our faith, we turn today to what it is to be human and the perfection that is Emmanuel, God with us, the God-man, Jesus Christ. <coughs> Excuse me. So far we've established that there is one true God and that we see his revelation in the words of Scripture written and interpreted for us by his own Holy Spirit. But what of us? Well, therein lies a paradox. Firstly, we are created by God, set apart by God, chosen by God, are God's possession, are loved by God. We are little lower than the angels, adopted by God, inheritors of God's kingdom, brothers, sisters and friends of the King, the Lord, stewards of creation, given the task of subduing and ruling over creation, we are made in God's image. The human race is exalted in all the earth, but all fall short of the glory of God. We are brute beasts before God. There is no health in us, according to the prayer book Confession. How do we hold these two things together? How can we be all these good things and all these bad things at the same time? Well, let's go back to the beginning of the story. Well, just after the beginning. The first two chapters of the Bible show two accounts of the creation of all things. In the first, we are made on the sixth day, and it is very good. Chapter two shows a more detailed account of our creation, God's breath into the man of the earth, for well, that is what Adam means, and the life-giving spirit then gives, uh, lives in the human body from then on. This description of perfection closes with these words. Adam and his wife were both naked and felt no shame. If the story stopped there, all of our first list of conditions and attributes would be all there was to the story. No death, no pain, no sorrow, no shame, no sin. Only time in the perfect place with the perfect God being perfect humanity. But there is a chapter three. And that leads to the rest of the story, the ups and the downs, the little victories and the major disasters, sin, shame, death, sorrow, illness and pain, heartbreak, hatred, violence, envy, the list goes on. They all enter the story because Adam and Eve are first ashamed and then banished from perfection. All because of a lie and a decision. The lie you can be God. And the decision was rebellion against God's strict and explicit instruction. A 
And the excuse? Well, the snake, of course. God didn't really say that. God won't do anything if you go against him. And the result was they were thrown out, separated from God, into a fallen world where all is not perfect. Much of faith is both and, hence the paradox. Both lists are true. And here is another paradox, now and not yet. That phrase describes the kingdom. It broke through with the coming of God's Son into the world. And we see some of the kingdom to come into this life here. But we also see through a glass darkly an image of the full consummation. When Jesus comes again, all will be made new renewed and it will be perfect but instead of two human characters there will be all the saints who gave their lives to jesus this was god's determination after the fall was to bring his creation back to himself some will not be there they will remain separated and that is the choice that faces all of us now be our own God or submit and give our lives to the one true God knowing that the sacrifice of the son who came to us in human likeness to die that sins might be taken away is our route back so what does it mean to be human the dignity of all people everyone deserves dignity for who they are even in our sinful state, for no one can boast sinlessness this side of the new creation. No one should think greater of themselves than they ought. This is a matter of justice, of hospitality, and of community. Made male and female in God's image to love. God formed us with his spirit, his breath of life, whoever we are in partnership, made to love in worship and in service. We are called to relationship with the creator of the universe. Be holy and care for creation. God made us to be holy stewards as he is holy. It means set apart for God, living as God intended a human life to be. And our model is uh, the son, Jesus yet corrupted by sin, which incurs divine wrath and judgment. Dignity does not mean license. There is something in the fallen flesh, the operation of our minds, emotions and bodies to go against the ways of God that is unavoidable in this life. But as we will see, it is not irredeemable. So that's us, dignified, loving, made for holiness and yet marred by sin in this life. So who is the Son? The incarnation of God's eternal Son. Jesus is Son of God, second person of the Trinity, so God himself incarnate, fully human and yet fully divine at the same time, and forever the Alpha and the Omega, beginning and end, from creation, John 1, in the beginning was the word, and ruling the new creation, we see the Son on the throne in Revelation. The Lord Jesus Christ. He is Lord, Lord of Lords, in fact. His name is Jesus, derived from Joshua. He is the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Saviour, the Christ. 
to status, a name, and a calling. He is not Mr. Christ. Born of the Virgin Mary. Fully human, so born of a human mother, but conceived directly of God's spirit. How that works, we truly do not know or can explain. That's why it's miraculous. But if we could explain it, it would be too small and too human, too much of the creation rather than the creator, and frankly, wouldn't work. Truly divine and truly human, yet without sin. And this is crucial. Jesus is the perfect human. Sinless, unblemished, perfectly equipped, um, to get rid of the enemy's lies, perfectly in communion with his father, perfectly submissive to his call and his father's will, associated with us in baptism, resurrected from human death by which we might live forever. Phew. Our sense of self, of being human, only makes sense in relation to God our creator, to Jesus our saviour, to the Holy Spirit, our guide to holiness, and to each other, fellow sinners of equal worth. It's a big God revealed in Scripture, and only one perfect human, and he is called Jesus. So this week, we have been looking at life. Next week, we will look at death. But don't worry, it ends well. <laughs>